Well, here we are. Welcome to the Father's Day edition of the Border Pole Journal. Uh, we are flying solo. My co-host is still away on holidays. And uh, on this Father's Day, I thought I'd do something a little different. I'd go through some of the headlines on this uh, day when we think about uh, how families function and how our world is changing rapidly. So to begin with, let's go through the headlines that came across my desk just today. Uh, and these are from our friends at uh, Zero Hedge. And uh, I'll just give you some of the flavor of these headlines. Uh, the circular nature of political extremism. It says uh, that the extremes of political uh, viewpoints fuel each other. Progressives understand the importance of confusion, manipulation of language, and the beneficial propaganda to shift unsuspecting naysayers and adversaries into a state of paranoia that causes them to leave behind their original principles. Uh, Russia's new roadmap for a multipolar world. world. Russia's new roadmap is an integration of the global west according to a fellow by the name of Dugan uh, which leaves Russia without a future. Father's Day versus Mother's Day. Birthing persons beat non-birthing persons uh, in terms of their uh, expenditures on Father's Day. Iran continues to make inroads in Latin America among anti-imperialists. Zero Hedge says that Iran continues making these inroads in Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Iran. And these are among the countries that have heroically confronted sanctions. The next headline is that the State Department's Narrative Control Unit is letting highly ideological activists decide the discourse. This according to a, information, a Freedom of Information Act uh, disclosure. China steps up its game with the first oil, a floating oil factory. China has delivered its first smart floating production storage and offloading system with a land-sea integration operation, marking a breakthrough in the country's application of digital twin technology. How about this one? The FBI groomed developmentally challenged 16-year-old to become a terrorist, then arrested him. This is according to a Zero Hedge report that Ventura, by the name of Ventura, was charged with one count of knowingly concealing the source of material support or resource to a foreign terrorist organization. Now that's curious. First you groom them and then you arrest them. Here's another one. Can you give me odds? And that's the question of whether Trump, uh, betting on Trump is based on the wrong question. The best question should be the odds on Trump going to prison, not his odds of conviction. Here's one that those of you who are into boats. Former Google CEO billionaire has won the auction of a Russian superyacht for a Russian superyacht. He paid a mere $68 million for this yacht in apparently a totally transparent process. Zelensky slams Trump for saying he would end the war in Ukraine. That's 
a given. Spotify executives call Harry and Meghan effing grifters after they split with the company. So I clearly Spotify is not exactly happy with these two. The race-baiting Dems and their media pals fall silent after black subway hero, quote, unquote, kills crazed men in New York City. These district attorneys, according to that report, show they're out of control. RFK is up against a so-called double-talking vaccine scientist, despite a 1.5 million charity pot where the two are arguing about whether or not the vaccine has been uh, beneficial or not. People up to date with COVID-19 vaccines are more likely to be infected, according to a study. Well, that's interesting. All of these on a day, Father's Day, uh, these uh, headlines, I haven't got into any of them in particular because it's one of those days where you're not interested in getting in too deep on some of these stories because it's really quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, discouraging? Makes you wonder what is going on in the world. On this beautiful Sunday afternoon, when it's beautiful warm summer day, uh, when everything should be right with the world, and I look at these headlines and it just makes you want to ignore it. And that's what we're going to do with all the ones I just read to you, because none of those are worth my time today uh, regarding uh, looking at news. But I do have one which is a little more fun, and that is the whole business of UFOs and decif deciphering the truth amid the decades of propaganda. Uh, Zero Hedge, uh, through uh, uh, author by the name of J.B. Shirk and uh, the Gatestone Institute, uh, brought up uh, the issue yesterday about the age-old question as to whether we are alone in the universe and whether that's been finally answered. In what appears to be a well-coordinated disclosure campaign, several knowledgeable insiders have recently made public statements claiming that E.T. is real and has been visiting Earth for some time. In mid-May, Stanford medical professor Gary Nolan caused a stir during an innovation and investment conference hosted by the Salt Eye Connections leadership forum when he stated unequivocally that a small group of scientists have been reverse engineering alien technology for some time. One of the compelling things about the 15-minute interview in which he discussed this revelation is how the host, Alex Klokas, is to frame Dr. Nolan's testimony with sober and logical questioning, as if to guard against potential accusations rather of quackery, almost as a lawyer would conduct a witness examination in a court of law, Klokas first lays out Nolan's innovative breakthroughs in immunology, virology, and cancer research, and then walks through the professor's personal experience with, quote, experience with people who are working on the reverse engineering programs, unquote, of alien technology. Finally, Clocus offers Nolan the chance to describe to the audience his belief that government disclosure of extraterrestrial life is likely forthcoming. Nolan's interview came about a week before NASA's May 31st public meeting to discuss unidentified 
anomalous phenomena, or UAPs. It used to be called UFOs, now we call them UAPs. And the current subject categorization used to reference these incidents once was understood less formally as involving the UFOs, as I said earlier, and close encounters of various kinds with extraterrestrial beings. Although the government conference added up uh, with frustration with the views because it dangled so many questions without providing any definitive answers. Uh, to me, it's the same as uh, the literally billions of pictures that uh, can be taken uh, any, any day uh, on this planet by people with their cell phones. Uh, and we still haven't got a unfuzzy, <laughs> clear picture of an extraterrestrial walking down the street, landing in the backyard. Uh, the ones that we do see are little dots in the sky. And, and I, I, the one that I really like was the one they released about a year ago, which was the Tic Tacs. And you're looking, what am I looking at? It, it, it's, it's so preposterous in some ways that we have all these... Uh, technologies available to us and we can't get a, a single photograph, a clear photograph of the so-called extraterrestrials. Well, that's interesting. So I, that that's a story I think that's worth uh, uh, looking into uh, in the next uh, in a couple of weeks when uh, we, we find out that uh, maybe we're not alone. <laughs> Except that uh, uh, these folks uh, just don't want to uh, to be identified in a nice clear picture. The uh, other stories in the news these days are, as I said earlier, revolving around all these issues of division and exclusion and sub-silos of racism and gendered identity and so forth. And today is not the day to get into any of that uh, uh, stuff because it's uh, it's just I'm just not going to do this today. Um, I looked at our uh, our Twitter uh, page, and there again it's full of real silly stuff, which you you have to wonder why it's trending any anywhere. Uh, the good news is that today Father's Day was trending number one. Uh, number two was the NBA Wizards game. Number three was uh, Mr. Rogan and his uh, discussions with uh, various people on his show. Uh, so the top three are are there. Um, other than that, uh, we can really speak to uh, very little today of uh, interest uh, that is uh, in the realm of migration and, and border management. Um, we're going to have a story tomorrow, an added story, uh, about uh, some of the legal ramifications, particularly in North America, of the Canadian the Supreme Court's ruling on the safe third country decision, which basically upheld that it's perfectly legal uh, to stop uh, uh, refugee shopping by uh, various groups. Uh, it's sorry to be so direct about this, but it, uh, it has done nothing to support any legitimate refugee movements uh, in, in this uh, hemisphere. If anything, it has been a uh, an attraction to those who would uh, uh, profit 
from uh, going around the uh, the law uh, that uh, protects uh, refugees. Incidentally, in Canada, over 600,000 Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians have been granted the uh, uh, temporary residence in in Canada, uh, which is uh, remarkable, considering the country's just past the 40 million mark in terms of its population while in the US the same uh, refugee movement from from Ukraine is just over 270,000 so and uh, in, in a country that has uh, 10 times the population of Canada practically so uh, I suspect of course that that number is low because the United States is already inundated with well over a million uh, migrants that are undocumented uh, from uh, the open borders policy which the current government uh, pretty well uh, supports and again that's uh, 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 some of some interest for tomorrow in our discussion about the impact of the Supreme Court ruling of Canada that again upholds a safe third country notion so with that I will sign off uh, thank you for uh, dropping into uh, this abbreviated version of the Border Pole Journal podcast, a video as well. Uh, as you see, we're outdoors and having a, a, a great Father's Day. Uh, I'd like to thank my, uh, my two daughters for saying hello to me today on Father's Day as well. So for that, uh, I say goodbye, and we'll see you soon. Stay safe, stay well.